things in here. Are there any further questions? Yes, mm. yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Any other requests? Sister Jackie? Anyone else? Anyone else? Please, anyone. If there are no other requests, then we can start. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's love the Lord tonight. Glory. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, we magnify your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your name. Hallelujah, Lord. The name of Jesus, the strong tower, hallelujah, Lord, beginning and end. Oh, come on. Hallelujah, Lord. The one that has healing power. Oh, bless the name. The one that left the comforter and died for us so that we may live. Come on, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, we magnify your name tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your name for your healing power. You are a mind regulator. I bind every spirit of depression. I bind every spirit of distraction. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Oh, we bless the Lord. Oh, touch Sister Cat's body. In the name of Jesus, touch Sister Kim. God, you know what her needs are. Touch her mind, her body, her circumstance, her spirit, Lord.
whatever it is, whole body, mind, and soul, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God, touch Sister Lynette, Lord. In Jesus' name. Sister Jackie. Her entire family. Oh, bless the Lord. Brother Barnes, send your word, Lord. And cause his ears to be sensitive. To hear the spoken word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. We agree with Sister for continued obedience. Continued knowledge. Continued favor. Continued zeal. Continued press. Oh, but Jesus is doing it right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, glory God. I heard the woman of God speak out loud. That the peace of God will rest in all of our lives. Oh, come on, come on. As Jesus intended it. Oh, come on, y'all. That was the promise. In the name of Jesus. So I agree. I agree. There's power in agreement. In Jesus' name. I don't care what the devil is trying to do. The peace of God. Pass it all understanding. God, I don't know what's happening. But the peace of God. Will rest in my home. On my job. While I drive to work. The peace of God. In Jesus name. The devil have no dominion. Because the peace of God. Will do well. Will manifest in our homes. And in our spirit. In Jesus name Lord. Speak God. Speak to our hearts. And our minds. As we sit and be taught tonight. Continue to speak to the man of God. Hallelujah, Lord. And pour back into him. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We believe and we will stand on the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Who has a testimony? That they want to share. Anybody? Oh. Yes. Praise the Lord. Uh -oh. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes.
Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else with a testimony? Okay. Bishop? Praise God. Glory to God. Getting a little relief on the weather. It's good to see the snow mountains melting. Um, tonight, I want to share something with you that I call, Where are the Prayer Warriors? Where are the Prayer Warriors? And this thought came about, God impressed me with this because at uh, we have noontime prayer on Wednesdays at noon. And uh, for the last, oh, I don't know, eight months or so, only one person comes to pray. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, it's a choice. It's not a mandate that you come. But I, I want to share with you why I think it's important that we pray more, that we become more spiritual and less carnal. And uh, one of the things that Christians don't like to do is acknowledge the amount of carnality that's in them. They like to think, no, I'm spiritual, I'm not carnal. But it's a, it's, a, it's a problem if you don't, because you never will become more spiritual unless you acknowledge that, well, there's some carnality that I find in myself that I need to replace. Uh, in any event, um, I, I want to talk about uh, prayer. And prayer in the Bible is described as uh, intercession, worship, supplication, uh, interview, vow, uh, contemplation, meditation, talk, uh, petition, communication. Basically, prayer is communicating with God, communicating with God. And uh, uh, the question comes up, why don't more people pray? And uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says that we should pray without ceasing. We're instructed in the word of God to pray without ceasing. That means without omission or incessantly. That means nonstop. Uh, assiduously, that means diligently or constantly, uh, we're supposed to pray. Uh, and, and I believe this, and you know, you, 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 you have to think about this for yourself, but I believe that more people don't pray uh, because they don't understand prayer or they don't believe. They don't believe that it's effective, you don't believe it's necessary, uh, and or you don't believe it's important. So I'm going to give you some scriptures and, and you know, we've had uh, uh, teachings on prayer before, uh, what it's like and how to be effective in prayer and what have you. But I want to, I, I think this, this will help. This is what, uh, uh, this, this may shine some light on it and, and get people more in the mood of praying and being in prayer. In fact, God urged me to pray more and to uh, 
pray for you all. Pray for the people at church and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 18, 23 through 33, it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? For adventure there be 50 riches, uh, uh, righteous rather, within the city. And you recognize this as Abraham is praying now for the people in Sodom and Gomorrah because he knows that his nephew Lot is there. So he's trying to save Lot. The angels of the Lord have come to him and said, hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm, we're going to take it down. And, and then he said, uh, wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the 50 righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he, he said, If I find there 40 and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him, Yet again, and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not uh, do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let the Lord uh, uh, be angry, and I will speak. Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way, and as soon as he had uh, left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. So so what you see, what people have known this is, is, is Abraham bartering with God for lost for souls. And he's praying for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Basically, he's praying for Lot. He says, you know, my, he didn't say this, but he's you know, telling God, if you find this many righteous, will you, will you save it? Will you, will you prevent, will you not destroy it? It's not like you, God, to destroy the righteous with the wicked. You know, you're the ruler of the whole world. Uh, 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 so he goes on and he borders for them. And then in Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 30, you find this. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with man, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. So, so here you have two examples of prayer. And uh, it's a little bit different from what uh, you might think of as prayer. But you have two examples of prayer. 
uh, one for someone else and the other for yourself. Uh, most of, uh, of you, most of us, pray like Jacob for yourself. For fear of something bad or undesirable, some undesirable thing happening to you or in your life. So, uh, 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 but, but prayer is important because it's how we get help from the Lord for whatever we want. If we're praying for someone else, you know, it substantiates, it validates, it actualizes your relationship with God. Prayer does. In fact, those that you have a relationship with, you communicate with often and a lot. So, um, you, you also think about, uh, we said, where are the prayer warriors? So why, why are they called warriors? Why do we call people that pray prayer warriors? And you have an example of that in Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 3 says, In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning uh, three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And then down in the 12th and the 13th verse of that same chapter, it says, uh, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before the Lord, thy God, brother, uh, thy words were heard. And I came uh, uh, for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, uh, uh, came to help me, and uh, I remained there with the kings of Persia. So sometimes in prayer, spiritual warfare is going on. What Daniel is explaining is he started fasting and praying, and he fasted for 21 days. And he had a vision as the answer was coming to him for what he was praying for and what he was trying to understand. And in the vision, he saw this being that came to him and told him, he said, Daniel, don't fear he said, I heard you when you first started praying, but I had a battle with the enemy trying to get to you with the answer. So, so sometimes in prayer, in your prayer, uh, uh, spiritual warfare is going on. To be real, spiritual warfare is going on before you pray to prevent you from praying. <laughs> so uh, there's definitely a need for prayer. And uh, because, another point that this may help uh, some of us to understand how prayer goes to effectiveness of the highest becomes effective or why it's so needed. Um, because prayer is communicating with God, uh, uh, it, it, it also means listening. It means listening. It's a very important thing to listen when you pray. In fact, I, I, I asked, I told somebody that one time, I said, uh, you know, when you pray, you know, listen sometimes. Don't just keep talking. You know, you keep, I want the old God to this and, and moaning and whatever you're doing. But to listen, praise the Lord. Uh, you, you have a good example of that in, in Acts chapter 10, verses 30 through 33. It says, and Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayers heard and thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. 
Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee immediately. Uh, uh, therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are, that are commanded thee of God. So so you, you know the story of Cornelius. He was praying and whatever. The Bible said he was, a, you know, in the uh, a Roman or the, uh, a band, he was a soldier, you know, and um, uh, he he prayed, and 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 uh, an angel showed up and told him these things. What you see here in verses thirty three, thirty through thirty three, is when Peter came to him, he's sharing with Peter what happened. He said, "I was praying, I prayed, I was fasting, but on the fourth day I prayed, and this is what happened." Do you know what Cornelius' result was? Him, his whole family, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? And baptized and everything in Jesus' name. Uh, um, if you don't listen and obey during prayer, you should not expect a favorable result. You must listen. You must obey. When God tells you something, you can't just put it off. And you must listen because when you're communicating, I don't know, you probably have done this. You probably have seen people, had people like this where you were talking to somebody and they were just waiting for you to stop what you were saying. They didn't hear a thing you said. They just start talking. Something, 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 something. And you're saying, oh, yeah. And they cut you off and they continue talking like that. Sometimes that's what we do with God. I'm trying to tell you or give you an answer, but you keep talking. You can't hear me. And when you do hear me, when I say something to you, you have to do that. You have to do that. See, see, there's a there's a uh, um, uh, uh, there's an understanding about prayer in this communication process that um, we have to grasp. You know, I, I gave the example one Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago. God asked me, he said, "Look, when people were praying for people that were sick and everything." And God said, I want you to show them in James where uh, uh, the, the, fervent, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the example that Elijah, when he prayed, you understand, didn't, didn't rain for three years and six months. I want you to see that. I want people to understand that, that that's how effective prayer can be. But you have to be uh, 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 understanding this and you have to pray. And, and as we go through, you'll see that uh, prayer is all, all these things, it's intercession, it's worship, it's supplication, it's, you know, interview, it's like you're talking to God about something, making vows, uh, contemplating things, meditating, talking to God, having petitions before God. But I want to focus on asking, on asking, because whether you're asking for yourselves or somebody else, we need to get in the habit of humbling ourselves and going to God, even if we're just asking Him to accept our worship. So, so I, I want I want you to uh, uh, get get hold of this. The Bible says in in, in 1 John three and twenty two, it says, "And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight." So, just so you get it, we're not talking about the Ten Commandments 
or, or the law. The commandments is just an authoritative prescription. It's, 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 it's whatever God has said for us to do. You know, the things that we have. Uh, 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 I had a, a Bible study one time uh, called Law and Grace Remaining and Fulfilled. Uh, you know, I, I did this uh, study uh, because uh, when, when we were young Christians, we used to hear this a lot. Uh, people used to say, uh, I'm, I'm in the grace. I'm not in the law. Something they would say like that. And every time somebody said that to me, you're just using that as an excuse to do what you want to do. So God had me to write something. Basically, he wanted me to study and know it for myself also, but to do a Bible study on that to teach it. But in the process of doing that, I found what I called New Testament commandments. And in fact, there's a page in the Bible study, I, I, I thought I should just make a big poster of it, where you had a commandment in the law, and you had a, a scripture in Colossians and Ephesians, letters to the churches, that was telling you the same thing. You know, instructing you to do the same thing. Because whatever God liked, whatever was evil in A.D. is evil. Or B.C is evil in 80, <laughs> you know, uh, it didn't just become good or okay after a while. But whatever the case is, what this scripture is talking about is uh, uh, commandments is called an authoritative prescription. It's a commandment or a precept. So the Bible says, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his prescription, his precepts. We're doing what the things that are pleasing in his sight. So it's like, like God is treating you like, like you would treat your own children. You know, oh, daddy, mama, can I have this? Can I have that? Well, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe later or uh, uh, tomorrow. You know, why don't you go clean your room first? Why don't you do this? See, but, but however, if you were doing the things that were pleasing unto them, there's no doubt. Oh, of course you can have that. Of course you can have that. In fact, I, I, I'm offering you something. Praise the Lord. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask Anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So again, I want you to see that he's talking about in each of these things, we have to ask. We have to ask. See, a lot of times, a lot, lot, lot of people, they like to pray by osmosis. Oh, God know what I want. Of course he knows what you want. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. But he also knows that you're too proud to ask. Hello? You don't want to ask. You don't want to be like, I don't, you know, I don't need nothing. Well, no, no you, you need God. Glory to God. But, but in each of these, he's talking about asking, asking, asking. In uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, it says, uh, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. 
For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, who if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Ask him. Ask him. You know, uh, so a great part of your prayer, a very big part of it, is asking. God, I'm asking you something. I'm asking you, Lord. See, this passage speaks of God's desire and willingness to give us gifts in our lives. That's what he's talking about. God is, is willing to, he wants to give you gifts. In other words, God wants us to know that he wants wonderful things for us. I'm telling you, and he used the comparison of your natural father. You know, if, if you, you ask, if, if your son or your child asks you for something, would you give him something that's the opposite of that? You know, he asks you for a, a, a bread, you're not going to give him a rock or stone, a serpent for a fish. So you're not as righteous as God. So if you know how to give good gifts, how much more would your Heavenly Father give you things, good things? Praise the Lord. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a scripture in Luke, in Luke 12, 31 through 32 says, uh, uh, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, God wants to give you everything. I want to give you everything. I just heard this song. Uh, uh, I think uh, Mimi and I were, were uh, uh, driving somewhere last night, and uh, she was telling me about this song, or, or we heard this song, whatever. But there was a song, and uh, I don't know if, if Pastor Derek sang it or not, but it was by, um, uh, what's his name, Tamir? Keith Staten. And, and the song was Tears I Cry. And, and if you heard the song, it was like God singing to you, telling you about how he's crying because he has gifts, the gift from his full. And I'm trying to give this stuff to you, but you won't get in the right position like that. But that, you know, that, that's kind of the, the, the truth about God, what the scripture says, it describes what the scripture says, how God wants to give you the kingdom. I want you to have everything. I want you to have everything, but I need you to do it a certain way. There's a way that it's going to go. It's not going to be how you can't decide how this is going to work. And God has already ordained it a certain way. <clears throat> and all we have to do is fit in that way. All you have to do is fit into that way. Praise the Lord. Oh, here's a good one. I like this one. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. He says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that you shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So Jesus is giving you a promise. He's saying that if any of you, any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that you shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father in heaven. So, so you all are like me, depending on how long you've been in church. 
you all have been just like me, you know, let's, let's touch and agree. Give me a hand. Touch the TV while you pray. You know, the man on television say, put your hand on the TV and stuff like that. Well, this, this has less to do with touching than agreeing. What he's talking about is the key to this is agreement, not physically touching. If you want to hold hands, that's fine. You want to hug and pray, that's okay. But the key to it is do you agree? Now, here's, 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 a, here's, a, here's a, um, a, a revelation for us as a fellowship. We don't agree as a fellowship. We don't. We don't. We have, we have factions in the church that are doing their own thing. You want to do something different. And this is not a legalistic church. You can do whatever you want to. You certainly have the right to do what you want to because I'm always going to take the stand that Jesus takes. Do what you want to do. You have a free will. Glory to God. But we don't agree even on a time to pray together. You know, like I, I, I feel sorry for Pastor Derek because every week, he stands up and he says, uh, we're prayer at noon. If anybody can be here for even for 15 minutes, please come and agree in prayer. You're just talking. Because ain't nobody coming. Well, we have one person that comes. You know, and nobody has said, you know what, Pastor? Noon on Wednesday doesn't work for me. Can we get together at 4.30? or on Tuesday or on Thursday or on some other. Nobody said, no, you don't agree. And I'm not saying you don't pray. You probably pray, especially when you, you know, start running out of money. Oh, God, give me some money. You know, you pray <laughs> when you want something, you know, or when you're afraid of something. Like when Jacob in, 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 uh, in 32, uh, Genesis 32, Jacob, my brother's going to kill me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I need to go somewhere and pray. And I'm leaving this whole crowd behind. And I'm going with my family, just my immediate family. Now I'm leaving them behind. I'm, God, this is just going to be me and you. And I ain't letting you go till you bless me. So it's not like, you know, I'm not accusing people of not praying. I'm just saying that we don't agree in prayer. In fact, uh, today, when we were here uh, praying, uh, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, the problem is, is that um, uh, we're not taking advantage of this promise that Jesus made. Not taking advantage of that promise. We're not using this measure of effectiveness in prayer. You know, sometimes people don't pray because, uh, you know, it don't matter. I pray, you know, nothing happens. You pray because you're not praying according to his will. You're not praying according to scripture. Uh, Mike asked me today if we could do something like we used to do in prayer and have prayer requests posted. We used to have a little easel that we put up on Wednesdays. You know, you come in to pray, there'd be a little easel with things written on it, things to pray for, what we're praying for. Now, now you can agree. 
Now we can all pray for the same thing. Uh, you know, it was just the two of us here, so I just told him, here's what I'm praying about. <laughs> you pray with that too, you know. Praise the Lord. But that would be an effective way of praying. That would get things done. You have issues with people, family members, all kinds of things. I need this. You need to come and agree in prayer. Or come up with another way of doing it. It doesn't have to just be, I don't know why we decided Wednesday at noon, but, you know, doesn't have to be that. But there should be a time where a church fellowship, where we agree in prayer. We get together and pray. Matthew 21 and 22. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer believing, you shall receive. What? That's all I have to do is believe? Well, to believe you have to have faith in, up, up on, or with respect to a person or thing. You have to credit it. You have to, be, you have to entrust your spiritual well-being to Christ. You have to believe, commit to trust, to put in trust with. Or you have to accept something as true. Have trust. Be certain of. Have confidence. So, and, and this is a measurement. The measurement of whether you believe or not is with God. It don't make no sense to try to convince some other person, oh, I believe. I believe. No, I really believe. You can say all that if you want to. If you really believe, God knows it. And how many people here have the Holy Ghost? You've been born again. Come on. Hey, don't be bashful. Raise your hands. Okay. Well, then this is why God can hold you accountable for believing. Because you believed one day and he filled you with his spirit. Nothing was in the way. It didn't matter whether you passed out and died. It, you didn't care about anything else. You gave it all on that moment, and he filled you with the Holy Ghost. And for some of the people that's not here, who had been here over the 23, 30 years we've been at the church, you understand, some of you have backslidden. He knew that was going to happen too. But that day, you believed. And because you believe, God knows that you have the ability to believe, to let go of everything and believe. So he says here, all you have to do is believe and you have it. Mark 11 and 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he, shall, which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, here's another one. This, this is just about believing. If you believe, if you believe that the things that you're saying are going to come to pass, you shall have them. You shall have them. Praise God. Hey, don't, don't, a lot of people get caught up into the mountain. You're so busy worried about whether you can make a mountain move. That you miss the part that he's really trying to get you to understand. If you if you if you don't doubt, 
and you believe what you're saying is going to come to pass, it shall happen. Glory to God. I, I can give you a very good example. Um, this had to be in the 80s. I was good and born again, full of the Holy Ghost, everything, stuff like that. And one time we went to this uh, campsite that Boys Town has, a campsite at Lake Okaboji in Iowa. And I had a, a, a young lady who was in our home, and she knew how to sail for real. And they had this big catamaran that had two sails on it. And the people that worked at the camp, sometimes they had to flip over. They couldn't get it over. You know, they'd have to have somebody go out there on a motorboat and help them and all that stuff. But this girl could really sail. And she took me out on the cat, and uh, she was saying, oh, I know how to sail. Okay, okay. So we go out there, and she was telling me, you know, giving me instructions. Tie it off. My, okay, pull it. Do this, do this. She was giving me instructions. She was doing everything. And, uh, boy, it was, it, was, it was perfect. I was, like, excited. This girl can sail. And it excited me. I wanted to be able to sail. And I said, I'm going to get a sailboat. God's going to bless me. And I'm going to get $200,000, something, you know, whatever I had in my mind, something. And I'm going to be able to get a sailboat and we're going to sail and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I'm believing God. I ain't believe that. I didn't. I mean, I can tell you that now. If you had asked me that when I was saying it, I'd say, no, I believe. But I didn't believe. There's no chance in life God's going to give me no $200,000 so I could buy some sailboat. And all this kingdom stuff has to be done. He might give me something so I can teach Bible studies better. I, you committed your life to God. You said you're going to do this. Now you're talking about you want to be a sailor. You don't believe that, and I'm not doing it for you. And I ain't mad at it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. See, a lot of times uh, uh, when we pray, my point is this. Sometimes when we pray, you, you don't believe that that's going to happen. You're just saying something. I hope that this happens, but I don't really believe it's going to. It would be really nice if this happened, if God did this for me, but you don't really believe that. John 15 and 7. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. I'm amazed at all the scripture that tells you about how to get what you need, what you want, what you desire from God. How God will give you the desires of your heart. I, I you know, I, I, it's amazing. This word abide means to stay. To stay in a, in, a, in a place, a given place, a state, a relationship, or an expectancy. To abide, to continue, to dwell, to endure, to remain, to stand. In verse 16, that same chapter says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth, go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, the, the, there's a prescription. 
there's a, a diagram. God is telling you how to get what you want. It all has to do with prayer. We're praying. It all has to do with uh, 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 having that relationship with him, asking him, believing in him, trusting him. So I'm asking, you know, where are the prayer warriors? Where are the people that believe that if I talk to God, if I say something to God, if I make demands of God, if I ask things of God, if I set petitions before God, if I worship him, he's going to do what I'm asking. Where are those people? Where are they? You know, uh, this was the only way that I could ask this. This is the only way that I could do this. God told me this is the only way you can ask this. Because I was at a church one time where a man said uh, he, he, he made prayer warriors feel like they were obligated to him. He said something about all I can remember is, he said, now, my, my prayer warriors, if you're my prayer warriors, now this, you could have, like, they had some special privilege. Well, let me tell you, the, the special privilege that's associated with being a prayer warrior is what God does, not what the church or the pastor does. This, you know, you, you get something from God. I ain't telling you, you'll you be a prayer warrior, you're going to get nothing from me. You might ask me something that I can't do. There's nothing that God can't do. Mm -hmm. James chapter 4, verses 2 and through. 2 and 3. 2 and through. <laughs> I guess I need to be through. <laughs> okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, uh, James 4, 2 through 3. You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. Now, this is, this, is, this is powerful. I don't know if you get this or not, but God is telling you, this is all the stuff you're going through trying to get something. And all you had, all you had to do was ask me. You're going through all these changes. You're doing this and that and whatever. You understand? But all you have to do with that, you're you killing folks. You're doing everything. And you cannot obtain anything. You're fighting, having wars. But you have not because you ask not. And you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. On your lust. That's why you don't have no sailboat, Pastor Mike. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need no sailboat. That's some carnal lust. That's something that you, now what? After you got to sail, when you go sailing, what's going to happen? It's going to be like anything else that you wanted as a child. You're going to play with it a little while until it breaks, or you're going to play with it a little while, and then I'm done with that. Oh, that was fun. Now you're gone. What's next, Lord? What else I want? Okay, here we're about to be through. Here's, here's what I want you to see before we're done. The condition to answer prayer is believing, abiding in Jesus, not doubting, 
agreeing as touching, uh, bringing forth fruit, asking, and asking according to God's will. All those scriptures laid out those conditions around if you pray, this is how you would get the answer. The effectiveness of your prayer is most often dictated by your meeting the conditions of effective prayer. So the tell is, you praying and you saying, oh, I want this, I need this, oh, God, give me this. Well, one of these things, if you're not getting it, then one of these things or some of these things you're not doing. If, if that's not true, then I won't be here Sunday. Because the Bible would be lying. If that's not true, I'm, I'm done. See, see, if you're praying and your prayers are not being answered, then you're not abiding in Jesus. You're not believing. You're doubting or you're not agreeing. You're not bringing forth fruit. You're not asking according to God's will. Some of this you can't be doing if your prayers are not being answered. And uh, uh, so, so remember, you know, again, where are the prayer warriors? What, 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 what's preventing you from praying? What's preventing you from, from, from praying? Is it that you don't understand prayer? You don't believe that it's effective? You don't believe it's necessary? You don't believe it's important? What is it? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, right now, we thank you, O oh God, for your word. We thank you for everything that you teach us, Lord. Lord, we, 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 we believe, Lord. We humble ourselves before you. We ask you, O oh God, to lift us up. Give us a spirit of, uh, 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 of prayer, spirituality, God. Rule out the carnality in our life. Fight the battle with us, O oh God, that prevents us. Bring us together to agree. Lord, help us to meet all the conditions of effective prayer. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you, O oh God, that you reach out to us, that you correct us. Bring us together, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh God, to bring forth fruit. Teach us, O oh God, that our lives as witnesses should bring saints together, should bring the lost in. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.